and welcome to Evaluand, a podcast about the land of evaluation between you and me, your host, Dana Linnell Wanzer. This is the show where we interview people about any and all things evaluation related. Welcome to our next episode of the Evaluand podcast. Today, I am talking with Sane Ben Salem and Hayat Askar about evaluation in their region in the um, Middle Eastern and North Africa region. Uh, representatives from Eval Youth uh, Mina, is that how I pronounce it? Mina? Yes. Yep. Awesome. To talk about what evaluation looks like in that region. This is our third of this little mini series of episodes of looking at how evaluation is uh, defined and practiced and approached and thought about in a variety of different contexts worldwide. So I'm excited to, to get this perspective on this area of, of our world. So Hayat, Sane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dana. We're so excited to be with you. Awesome. So uh, I'd like to start off with some introductions so we can get to know you and your background a little bit better. So uh, we'll start with you, Hayat. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where, uh, anything you want to share about like where you're currently working and um, your background experience in doing evaluation? Sure. Um, again, thank you for this uh, opportunity. It's really nice talking to you. I remember your, um, when you first launched the podcast and you were looking for a name on Twitter. So it was really interesting how to see it's progressing so much. So, so uh, great work. So I'm Hayat Asker calling from Jordan. Um, I work in a state organization as an M&A section head, and um, I have experience working with different organizations, government, um, donor-funded projects, private sector. And aside from my full-time job, I work, uh, I do, I'm a vice president of uh, Jordan um, uh, Development Evaluation Association, Eval Jordan. It's the national VOBI in my country. And I'm also a member in Eval SDGs and um, Eval for Action Block Coordinator. And they do also support the P2P MENA uh, with Eval Youth and, uh, the, yeah, and, and Sana, of course, with me in that initiative. So yeah, that's it from my side. Thank you. Sane, can you introduce yourself? Uh, thank you, Dana. Thank you for this opportunity. And I'm excited about the topic in the episode. Um, I am Sane Ben Salem. I am from Tunisia, a young emerging evaluator and a PhD candidate. Uh, I just submitted, in fact, my thesis on adaptive framework for free business models. And uh, I am the focal point of the Tunisian evaluation network a former uh, co-chair of the professional insertion working group with the Francophone network of young emerging evaluators, Eval Mena IOC representative and a member of the Islanders network as a climate change activist uh, presenting the island of Jerba in Tunisia. Wonderful. Thank you both for introducing yourself. So jumping into it, I'm curious to first start off in thinking about like, how do you define evaluation? What what does evaluation, like how do you define it? How might you think about it? One way I've kind of approached this is thinking also like, how do you differentiate it from similar things like research, or sorry, like evaluation? So things like research, auditing, monitoring, um, those types of things. So how, how, how would you both define evaluation? So Sunday, we can talk with, start with you. I think that uh, evaluation is an assessment of uh, what was the planet for 
and to determine whether this program or an intervention has achieved an effect or not based on the use of scientific methods in order to get reliable findings with sure the collaboration of the various stakeholders involved. Although there is no consensus in a common definition, but, but I think that there are some common dimensions or elements that could be highlighted, namely the worth of the evaluation, its rational, why we conduct this, this evaluation, and the main stakeholders involved. We know there is a debate on the distinction between evaluation and research, and this opens up for many possibilities. For some, while evaluation intersects with the field of research, um, others, however, consider evaluation as a distinction field. And I personally think that evaluation is an independent discipline, but this doesn't mean that it excludes research. We need research to evaluate, and it is a relationship of complementarity rather than a contradictory one, especially for the scientific methods that we need, uh, as I already mentioned. And I believe that evaluation without research is a simple description of facts without considering the quality of findings or the robustness of the conclusions to be drawn. So research and evaluation are, are characterized by similar features. For both of which, we have some common equations that are, for example, related to the, to the research or evaluation equation and how uh, this equation will be answered in terms of data collection, data analysis, sample characteristics, etc. And if the research also is intended to increase this body of knowledge on a particular topic, um, the researcher needs to be uh, to be objective because. Um, uh, because of of this uh, of uh, his credibility. On the other hand, evaluators also need to min minimize the subjectivity bias and to make objective recommendations for stakeholders. And uh, this subjectivity comes mainly from uh, the selection of the appropriate and the valuable information and the selection of the best method to for data collection and um, uh, and the analysis of data. So this requires uh, interpretation and a certain level of, uh, of subjectivity. And uh, I, I think that evaluation is also conducted for the purpose of improvement and learning. Um, but for the research, it is conducted to contribute to the knowledge base. But having overall, having an equivocal definition is crucial to clarify the understanding of the concept and to make the progress on the field. And this understanding, we can't forget that is shaped by some influencing factors, such as the context, the culture, the judgment, uh, influences, etc. Exactly. And exactly why we're doing this podcast, aren't we? Because the context and culture and region do play a big role in, into how we think about these things. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thanks, Sana. Um, I think Stana made it very clear and her definition of evaluation is very comprehensive. Um, so I'll just, um, maybe I'll try to look at that by giving some examples, especially for those who are not fully into evaluation. Uh, for, for me, it's finding or knowing, trying to assess the value of the projects that we are doing, the initiatives that we are doing, that we are heading in the right direction. So um, I love photography and I was thinking of it 
from that perspective. So assuming that I'm planning for an, a photography trip and, and usually when you are planning for a photography trip and hopefully after COVID, you can just go out and, and travel to a country to for you are heading for a landscape and aiming to get the very best landscape photos. You spent a lot of months planning for that. You take all your equipment with you and then you decide to go in with a group and so you decide to, to, to go with a group and then you discovered while you are there, it's really the, the, uh, the landscape is amazing, but you don't have the time to take special uh, landscape photos because there are the, the, the sites are very crowded, there are other people with you, you don't have enough time, you are there in the middle of the day with the sun, like vertically, you, don't, you cannot get excellent photos. So when you are back to your country, you just sit with yourself and try to assess how was my trip. Was it, in, did it give me what I intended to? Did it give me the right landscape photos that I wanted? Um, I enjoyed, okay, I got very excellent family photos, but it did not really give me what I needed. Maybe I should have thought of a different, like take took a private car or something like that. Um, maybe should I have selected a different timing or go in, in winter? So it's that process of reflecting, um, thinking of what, what, what you have achieved, uh, have you uh, met what you wanted to? Um, it's a full process. I see it integrated into, like I see monitoring is part of it. Monitoring is just like the um, GIS that you need throughout all that trip. Um, uh, learning is, is part of what, what you learn throughout the process. Um, okay, today the food wasn't excellent. Uh, um, uh, the, the group were very quick. Let's change our approach, or let's let's go to a different uh, site. So it's it's all related, and um, yeah. But so it is a full. It is really a full process, and all other disciplines are really integrated into it um, in a in a very um, important way. Thank you. I really like that that metaphor of of the photography trip. Thank you. So one thing I think is probably important to start off with is thinking about your particular regions and some of the factors that you see as important for shaping how evaluation is done. So in the past two episodes that I've done so far, um, they're not out by the time that we've, we're recording this. But, uh, you know, things like European law was one thing that was really, uh, you know, affects a lot of things in terms of how evaluation is done. Uh, governmental mandates for evaluation affects how evaluation is done. Um, those types of things. So what comes to mind for you in both of your in particular countries, but also the larger region? How, what, what do you see as affecting how evaluation is done in your contexts? I think it's um, different factors are really affecting evaluation. And I think this, this is common in the region and, and, and many of these factors could be common also in other regions. For example, um, I think the, the like government approach or government will or the public will in general is very important. Um, uh, the type of organization who's requesting that evaluation affects the type or affects the, the, the importance of that evaluation and the use of that evaluation, the real use of that evaluation. Um, I believe the leadership the leadership or they were talking about the leadership in your your uh, leaders or your supervisors who are directly responsible about the evaluation for your organization or even the, the in, in terms of like donor funded organizations so the leadership is the donor itself uh, for for government as the government itself so it is that the, the management itself is is really important if you have an 
a management that believes in the importance of evaluation and believes in the evidence-based results, um, they will the, the they will ask for more evaluations and they will look even at the evaluation conditions differently and not put it in the shelf. Also, um, sometimes, as I, as I mentioned, and it's already related, the type of organization that requested the evaluation. Um, sometimes you do evaluation just because the donor is requesting it and you do it just as a checkpoint. Uh, I remember um, two years ago when I was, I was in between jobs, so I was looking for freelance evaluation uh, consultancy work. And most of the consultancy that I, um, I used to, to, to find were uh, the deadline where it was very quick. There is, there is a very limited deadline. And you only have maybe two weeks to do an evaluation of a project or of an NGO. So it's okay, a small NGO, but you cannot do an evaluation in two weeks. So it's a matter of a checkbox and um, a checkpoint and, and, and that's it. So I think I will, I will use the word depend a lot because in some organization, it is really advanced and uh, you can see um, the, the evaluation is, is really different from other organizations who maybe even don't have the funding to do evaluation but um, i think the management and the leadership they, they will and the competent staff who believe the the evaluative culture among the team and not not only the evaluators but also the team who are implementing the the, the different um, initiative and different projects if there is this culture um, you will see more the evaluation more and you will see the results for the evaluation more um, yeah Sonny, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think that uh, maybe let me first introduce and highlight the, the specificities of the Tunisian context, especially with uh, the Tunisian revolution of uh, December 17, 2010 to July 2011, you can say. And this revolution um, not only provoked the fall of uh, Ben Ali is an autocratic regime, but, uh, but also it raised the new political conflicts and challenges, uh, the debate on uh, democratization, the notions of a transition and, uh, and the transformation processes in Tunisia. So these, we, we can talk about the Tunisian resilience that uh, use it more widely the notions of transformation and the transition to, dem to democracy. And um, uh, we mean by transition from one regime or government to a new system, a disruption with the ancient regime structures and uh, networks that um, uh, uh, implying reforms and uh, bringing forward the pluralism, political uh, participation, and as well the respect for fundamental rights and the uh, and the freedoms. And we can also uh, say that uh, uh, this evaluation concept is not static. There is an evolution of the concept, enabled by many factors enhancing this evolution in Tunisia. Uh, among these factors, we can uh, we can uh, mention the existence of the new uh, constitution uh, promoting evaluation and enhancing the principles of neutrality, transparency, integrity, efficiency, accountability, uh, contribu contributing to the evolution of uh, of this concept. Even the public administra uh, administration is now uh, constitutionally oriented towards this. Uh, the use of evaluation and consider the evaluation as a tool to uh, measure the impact of policies on the well-being of, uh, of the citizens. Um, as well, there are uh, other uh, bodies 
constitutional regulatory bodies that helped to uh, the evolution of these concepts, like the body for uh, good governance and the fight against uh, corruption, uh, that ensures the monitoring of the implementation of the different policies in Tunisia and, uh, uh, and for the promotion advocates for the promotion of the culture of uh, good governance and the fight against uh, corruption and uh, consolidate as well the principles of transparency, integrity and accountability. Uh, we have as well the authority for sustainable development and uh, the rights for, uh, of a future generation. Uh, so this, uh, this constitutional budget, in fact, is consulted on, on draft laws uh, related to economic, social, and uh, environmental issues, and uh, also for the development of plans. Uh, we have other uh, institutional mechanisms as well, promoting the evaluation of public policies uh, uh, and the programs, namely the budgetary management by objectives and the um, and the, uh, some applications for monitoring the execution of public projects. Uh, I think as well, we, um, uh, the contribution of other stakeholders uh, that are involved and concerned by monitoring and, evaluate, uh, by, uh, and evaluating public policies are crucial here. Because in Tunisia, uh, the evaluation is often entrusted to collective institutional actors who are uh, responsible to guarantee the assessment uh, quality and uh, like uh, the court of accounts here or the budget of auditors. Thank you. That, that context, is, uh, context is really helpful to, to help us get a lay of the land and, and understand how governmental and organizational factors can play into all of this. So thank you. So um, I'd like to go into now just kind of looking at like, what does evaluation look like in your context? So uh, we, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but um, one of them is, you know, what is the purpose of doing evaluation? So it's come up in terms of like learning and improvement, but what would you say is the purpose of why uh, you and others do evaluation in your context? Um, I would like to build on what Sana mentioned, like, so all the changes that is happening in the region, all the um, uh, different, like, uh, especially the public revolutions and all this, that, that changes has put more pressure into implementers and um, like a more tendency towards accountability and transparency. And this is why now everyone, whether are talking about government or talking about a specific organization, whether talking about international organizations, small organizations, they need to show the value of what they are doing, the impact of what they are doing. Um, so it's not, um, so uh, you, you need to show proof, you need to show evidence of your work. And this is why there's a more, there's um, evaluation is getting more important. Um, although of course, the, the application is different from one organization in another. And we could see that um, um, some, some changes, like for example, now it's mandatory to have an MNE unit in government in, in my country. Um, it varies in terms of how big is this, is this unit, depends on the, how big is the organization. But again, as, as at least having this, uh, this mandate is important. Um, um, there, there's uh, pressure from also there is a need to uh, 
uh, as I mentioned, to show the impact. And there are some guidance now uh, prepared by government um, and for a different organization on how to do an impact assessment, some guidance for the impact assessment. Uh, still, uh, we are in, it, it, it varies. Uh, it depends on each organization and it depends on the available funding, especially when I'm talking about impact assessment and so on. Uh, but um, the, you could see these, uh, so, some organizations are more into, uh, are doing more evaluation and uh, many organizations are even um, prefer to have local, or local evaluators who understand the context, uh, of course, with the mix from international um, context as well. But um, um, so I've, I can see that this is different from before. Sine, do you have anything you'd like to add on the purpose of evaluation? Yeah, maybe here, uh, then I want to add uh, that um, uh, in the Tunisian context, we need evaluation because we, uh, we need also to enhance the capacity of managing the public standards more effectively in the way they are used. 10 years after the revolution, uh, we are towards a progressively participatory and consensual decision-making process. So the fact that the Tunisian today becomes an active citizen changes even considerably the evaluation approach as used. And uh, uh, we need evaluation because we are asking more for a transformative lens for uh, evaluation that considers the civil society and the community. And it is getting more important, as Hayat already said, is to understand clearly the evaluation uh, or um, it is getting more important because it is uh, at the heart of the evaluation news. And it is a prerequisite for the m and system building in Tunisia. And um, I think that uh, uh, this fits well with the uh, principles of transparency and integrity and the trans transition and the transformation. Um, also, uh, we can say that um, uh, in Tunisia, we have two phases of, uh, of understanding evaluation. Uh, we have this misunderstanding at the beginning, and then um, uh, a misunderstanding, I mean, um, for some years it was perceived like a synonym of management control or internal control. Um, that is used more to ensure the effectiveness and the well-functioning of the policies and the producers. And it is also uh, understood as um, a complex task that imply that uh, implying more costs. So uh, we we heard a lot of senses like uh, why we need evaluation and why should we complexify things? We are already facing a challenging context. Uh, knowing that the Tunisian uh, context is also facing the many challenges environmentally, socially, politically, etc. So this misunderstanding of the concept explains largely the resistance of uh, many to use evaluation and to accept it as an improvement tool. And then uh, there is the second phase. The second phase is like more awareness. Uh, of the importance of the evaluation. Um, and in this second phase also, the evaluation, we can say becomes for the public authorities like a relevant tool, an effective way to facilitate communication and dialogue with the 
with the, the Tunisian citizens by uh, ensuring a common understanding of the country issues and uh, especially through evidence and data, it, it might offer innovative solutions. Thank you. I'm curious with that with that transformative lens you've been talking about and and the the need like you're talking about of you know including and involving and doing this for the Tunisian citizens. What what type of approaches to evaluation do you typically use? Uh, community based approaches or that uh, that involves more uh, communities, civil society. So. Um, uh, we can talk about an inclusive and more an inclusive evaluation, um, considering the political, economic, and social transition uh, as well. And as I said, that there is more awareness and shift, uh, shift and evolution as well in this understanding. And when when we speak about uh, the evolution, we speak also about uh, the participatory approach uh, in in conducting evaluation. Thank you. What about you, Hayat? I think building on um, on that, especially when we're talking about the participatory approach, um, it's not only, of, of course, some evaluations are uh, um, are now going into uh, like a participatory approach um, focus, um, but it's not because we would like, like it's, a, it's of course, this is correct that organizations themselves or evaluation believe in the participatory and to get the stakeholders involved in every step of, of the project management and not only in the evaluation process, but um, also the audience themselves. Um, I think they understand the need that uh, we are here not only because we, we are sharing data, we are sharing input with you, but we would like to get a feedback on that input, what you are doing with that input, especially and I think this this um, this is common everywhere. So sometimes you do have the same audience taking part in several evaluations or in several studies. So um, you, you cannot just now go to them and say, okay, I would like to get this information from you in the survey and 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 thank you and yeah, bye bye. No, no. Now you have to. And I think there are some approaches and um, um, uh, worldwide where they should get they should be part of your recommendations, they they need to know if, if there is a policy recommendation that was built on your recommendations as an evaluator, or if there's any change that was done, uh, and that need to be shared with them. So it is this mutual um, relationship, and it's this understanding from all parties and this expectation from different parties that is changing evaluation uh, in a way. I think that's really fascinating about how uh important it is to to report back to the you know the main audience the main uh, it sounds like the main participants of the program or policy or whatever it is what does that look like to 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 report back to them and tell them like what changes were made um what you know what was done with the the data that they provided what what does that look like i think yani you mean and you know, how do you engage them or what does what does it look like for them like, yeah, how do you engage them? How do you um, get them involved beyond just like collecting data from them? I think the, the, the stakeholder should be a part from the very planning of your, not, not only your evaluation, but your initiative. Um, uh, and this is where we see some brainstorming meetings with with, with the stakeholders engaged. And um, th this is, and this is maybe does not happen so much, but um 
you, you might need to set with them even before uh, putting the scope of the evaluation before drafting the, um, uh, the, the TOR. And in order to understand the context more, especially when you are not directly working from them, especially where evaluators are usually externals, um, and um, also to, to have them, to, to engage them throughout, of course, the evaluation. And, and then it's nice to, to just call them and um, to bring them together with you to share the results or the recommendations with them and, um, and to celebrate it with them. And if, if, uh, if the project or the initiative uh, take a real action on um, based on their feedback. It's it's nice to share it with them, whether in terms of a report or um, um, just call them and telling them what is happening. Especially there are some some cases where sensitive, really, really sensitive cases, and you are changing their lives. So it's nice to um, to make it for them, and not only because you have to or you are getting a funding or or whatever. So thinking about values and value judgments yeah you know it's it's kind of the core of evaluation what what does that look like like how do values play into how you conduct your evaluations and whether or not you create those final value judgments at the end Sine, do you want to start us off yeah i think that uh, the this value judgments are um are very important factors in understanding uh, the evaluation concept, because as I said from the beginning, for example, if you take uh, the Tunisian context, which is uh, an open context in the, um, at the beginning where, where there is a misunderstanding and we can say a resistance from many actors, uh, they refused to, they, they didn't even accept this concept because it is, uh, uh, it is understood like, uh, uh, an internal management or internal control um, that maybe entailed their freedom um, and not perceived as a learning tool. So um, this is the first phase where uh, where they um, where evaluation is also understood as a complex task with implying more uh, more costs. But then. Um, the fact that just they understand the importance of the evaluation and the advantages of conducting an evaluation, how we can learn from it. So there is more openness and uh, there is more awareness, there is more use also of evaluation. And uh, we can say, for example, for many, um, even at the individual level, uh, many ask for the data training and they want to discover more about uh, the evaluation, how we can uh, benefit from it and uh, use it as a learning tool. So um, I think that uh, this the culture is uh, determines uh, largely uh, this understanding of the concept. So more openness needs to understand the importance of the evaluation and uh, also to conduct more poor participatory approach that. Uh, that uh, takes into account the different needs and the priorities of uh, of the community and uh, um, the challenges that uh, the context is uh, is facing. I would like also to to say that, um, like as evaluators, we are humans. We as evaluators, all and also the the people we are evaluating or the context we are evaluating. So. 
Um, so it is a communication between different different humans from different uh, backgrounds, but at least they do have their own values. They do have their uh, the, the values that governs their their life. So th this relationship, although it should not affect the the um, uh, the the judgments, or um, you should be of course objective, but at least th this sense of uh, uh, of understanding the the different needs or the different context people are in are important for evaluators and um, especially uh, for for some evaluation even the the ethics consideration are also being integrated into that um, um, working whether with uh, um, in, in gender issues or with with children's or all these things there's a lot of so understanding your um, beneficiary is, is really important rather than, than uh, getting the, the information from that you need for your evaluation. One thing that I think uh, the evaluation field largely has grappled with is the idea of providing recommendations um, for, for, for change, for you know, whether a program should continue or not, um, how to improve, et cetera. And so I'm wondering to what extent you provide recommendations and other ways you might pr promote the use and facilitate use of your evaluations. I believe the recommendations are, um, of course, yeah, uh, I guess the, this is the very important thing that your, um, um, your organization or the, what is really important for the user of the evaluation or, or the recipient of the evaluation. Uh, and it's critical to have the, the right recommendations and to have it um, also um, put in a way that is really applicable and really um, can, can be put into practice. Um, and, and to be very operational and very, like, very clear in the way they are stated. Um, and they should be addressed to the right um, uh, to the right people, and and this is why it is again this take us again back to the importance of having supportive management um, because even when you are doing evaluation, unless you have the right people from the, the right representative from the the organization there and taking part in the evaluation process with you with the evaluator and looking at the recommendation. Um, at the end, they they will be just put aside and they will not be useful. So um, it's hard. it's critical to have the right recommendation that are really that that, that can really be um, put into practice and also to have the the people who can apply these recommendations uh, there and um, uh, being representative. Sine, do you have anything to add about recommendations promoting use? Yeah, I think that. Um... Uh, the evaluation should benefit from the new political context. For example, in Tunisia, I, I, I talk about the Tunisian context mainly. But still, for us, for example, still a long way to go towards the, the achievement of uh, an, integrate in, an integrated and coherent uh, ME system. So that we need to understand it clearly first the evaluation concept and its use. Um, here, I highlight the role of evaluators in VOPIS, national VOPIS, to communicate about evaluation and the need to use it. 
because a good understanding of the evaluation concept permits to better institutionalize the supply, demand, and use of evaluation. The, the way we communicate about it is very important. Uh, and the role of evaluators um, is to clarify the understanding of the concept by writing blocks in, in a language that others could understand, as some colleagues did and are doing in the evaluation community to contribute to clarify what is evaluation concretely. Thank you. Speaking of professional associations, I'm curious um, what the ones that you're a member of, the you know your local vote base and stuff. What what are some of the things that are happening in your local associations? That um, the the trends that are happening and and how like for example how uh, your professional associations are advocating for evaluation like you were just saying anything else that that your professional associations are working on um yeah for the tunisian evaluation network so we are trying in fact to involve more young emerging evaluators and um, organizing more workshops to uh, enhance the awareness uh, and uh, to communicate more about evaluation and the need to use it, etc. But uh, honestly, there is, we can say that in Tunisia, there is still a weakness at the academic level as well, because uh, we can't uh, talk about evaluation without uh, talking about a system uh, with different components. For example, at the academic level, uh, there is still a weakness. Uh, because even there is also a progress on, on many levels, but, but there is a weakness because uh, we haven't, for example, uh, a master program on evaluation or uh, uh, we haven't uh, like um, uh, specific programs, I mean, in, in evaluation. We have the IBDET. Uh, we recently have introduced some chapters as a part of the program in two or one universities. Um, so um, I think that we still need some effort uh, at this level. The, um, yeah. For the Jordanian evaluation or Eval Jordan, um, we had the chance, although it did not complete it because of the current COVID situation, but we, uh, we worked with um, uh, government on evaluation uh, policy framework. Uh, it was it was only the, the initial um, discussions, but um, because there is really a need for an evaluation policy in the country, and um, it, it will make a difference if it's if, if it's there. And you cannot progress like in as an as a, in a as a vote without the involvement of government and even the parliament and. Um, so it is, it is not an easy thing to do, but um, to at least to have it initiated and to have this, this discussion taking place, I think this was really important for, for us. And um, we do also try to build this, this connection and build networks with other phobies or and other evaluators around the world. And uh, this is something that, that we keep, we wait for. Uh, yearly, which is the Evalmina conference. It's, um, it's a conference that takes place yearly, and uh, due to COVID, uh, it was not held uh, last year. Um, but for example, it is a place for uh, Bobes from the MENA region to, to have their members taking part in the conference and to build networks and even to share their different experiences. And, uh, and this, is, this is a place where I get to know uh, Sana for the first time. 
So um, I think that the role of VOBIS and that is important and raising their voices um, um, that other other VOBIS in the world and other variations in the world know the, the people from the, that, that VOBIS country and know their, their different uh, capacities and different expertise. I'm curious also, what does the, the training program look like uh, in, in Jordan? Of like how, how do people get into the evaluation field? Um, it's a bit similar, like in Tunisia. There's, um, for us, there's no, um, honestly, you get into the evaluation field by chance, or if you are luckier, uh, by a recommendation by a different, by a person who's working in the evaluation and that recommends you to go and to, to go into that field. Uh, but there is no uh, programs at universities. Um, there's a very few trainings available in the country. Um, so usually what, what people are attending are either virtual or usually like um, by attending uh, international courses and, and so on. Um, we try to do some kind of trainings and some kind of webinars at our VOPE. Um, but still, uh, still, we hear a lot of people asking, where could we find specialized training? And yeah, there is there is a lack of it. So what other aspects of evaluation have I missed that's really important to talk about uh, of how evaluation looks like and is practiced in your context? Um, I think, and like, and evaluate, um, I can see evaluation as similar in different countries, but maybe the context itself and the local context, it's what makes um, the, the difference. Um, so if, if I can see it in, in Jordan, for example, the, um, the connection among people is, is really important, the relationship and, and how, this, how to feel this closeness with the people you are talking to, uh, the welcoming and uh, the, the, the respect. Um, so for, for example, when you are talking about evaluation or you are doing an, a focus group, you need to build this, uh, this connection with people and not just, just to be that formal um because you know it's 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 this welcoming atmosphere everywhere and this uh, people are really um the the families uh, relationships are welcome or and, and the extended families and so uh, this is why it's important for example to understand the context and to be close to people and to understand their their needs before going and um, starting doing the evaluation and getting inputs from them um, yeah Definitely. Context is key. <laughs> kind of the theme of this, this series too, right? Yeah. At multiple levels of the system. Exactly. Sine, do you have anything to add um, that I've missed that's really important to cover about what evaluation looks like in your context? Uh, yes, Dana. I, I just want to add about also uh, how to get in the evaluation field, for example, in Tunisia. Uh, some groups on Facebook are so helpful uh, where they announce uh, the job there and um, also by recommendation but these groups are so helpful for uh, even the young emerging evaluators and uh, uh, and the senior uh, evaluators um, or by learning by doing I mean we know that evaluation we, we don't need to be an evaluator to work on this field so um, we have, for example, uh, this learning by doing, uh, you, you learn, uh, you, you learn by doing it. And uh, um, I think that for the Tunisian context, there is a remarkable progress 
throughout that years, uh, especially after the revolution, there is a high demand uh, and um, high investing in uh, the national uh, capacities to build um, um, a high investment to build the, the national capacities uh, in evaluation and also uh, because it, it, it becomes more relevant tool for uh, uh, the government and also uh, for the different organizations in Tunisia. Thank you. Well, if there's anything, nothing else left to, to cover, um, go into our wrap-up question. So I'm curious for each of you, what is something that's happening in the evaluation field in your local region or for you personally that you'd want to share with our listeners that, you know, gets you excited or you just really feel like it's, our listeners would be interested in learning more about? Sene, do you want to start us off? I am excited because I think that uh, that we we have in fact because through the different uh, conferences organized in the MENA region, um, it is like an opportunity for the different countries or the Arab countries, North Africa and Middle East to communicate more and to exchange to enhance also national capacities. Because uh, uh, knowing that, uh, uh, for example, for Tunisia, they also uh, take into account these costs or the m and &E budget. So um, if we invest in the national capacities, maybe we use more effectively evaluation and we accept, uh, we, we accept more uh, this uh, the, this concept, I think. Yeah, um, I'm very, very excited about, about the um, virtual conferences that are taking place now. Um, despite all this ugliness that surrounds COVID, um, there is this chance to uh, communicate and network with evaluators through very well-known conferences that in other chances, we have not, that in other occasions, we would not have a chance to take part in, like the AEA and uh, the um, Canadian conference. and. So um, these are really a very great opportunities. And last year I took part in the AEA and well, this is where we met and it was, it was amazing. Um, so I look forward for, for these in the coming months. And um, another thing, and this is what also Sana is taking part in, um, there's, an, there's a very nice initiative which is a peer-to-peer learning um, initiated by um, a nice team, a global team uh, with the support of different Organizing organizers, including Eval Youth. And we lost that a, a few months ago in the MENA region. And we recently um, uh, had two co-leads from the youth um, um, who were assigned to, to move it forward. Um, so I hope it would be really beneficial for everyone that is entering the evaluation field, and especially it will be in the Arabic language. And um, so, um, uh, yeah, and with, with a nice team from Eval Youth and um, um, and the B2B team. Um, yeah. So I think this would be a really nice initiative going forward. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm, I am torn on the virtual conference. I, I, I miss being able to see people, you know, in a more face-to-face -face environment, but it is also very lovely. I get, I'm also going to go to the Canadian Evaluation Society conference this year for the first time ever. Okay. And I don't think I would have done that otherwise because now oh, it's virtual. Great. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward okay. to seeing you there. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else that either of you want to share uh, with our listeners today? 
Um, nothing from my side. I just would like to thank you for uh, this nice conversation and uh, to thank Sana as well for being here um, uh, with me. Yeah, thank you, Hayat and Dana. Thank you. I learned so much from both of you. I really appreciate you sharing your learning, your experiences with us today. Very much appreciate it. Our pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please visit the podcast website at evaluland.fireside.fm, where you can subscribe to get notified of new episodes and contact us with your questions, comments, or suggestions. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Evaluland. Land.